SUSS podcast presents From School to Work. For most of us, learning plays a big role in our lives. Look around the world today and you'll find many ways to get knowledge and earn qualifications. But having credentials doesn't spell success in the marketplace. It's also about the skills, performance, and impact we make that define who we are as a person. So join us as we ask SUSS learners how they've unlocked their potential at work for the greater good. Welcome to the SUSS series of podcasts from school to work. Hello, I'm Timothy Singh. Head of program for the Master of Counseling at the Singapore University of Social Sciences, SR Northern School of Human Development. Welcome to this episode of From School to Work. As we grow from a little child to an aging person, we experience challenges at different stages of life. Sometimes these challenges may seem impossible. With support, understanding, and a little time, we often can overcome these challenges and become stronger. But sometimes we may not find the necessary support and understanding from people around us. And I think this is when professional counselling help could be useful. Today, I'm joined by two of our graduates from the Master of Counselling programme at Singapore University of Social Sciences, Anand Prabhu and Karen Ng, who will share the way they have applied the skills acquired from the programme for their professions and their personal growth. Thanks for joining me, Anand and Karen. Thank you. Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Maybe for a start, you are both graduates from different cohorts. You could tell us what made you decide to sign up for the program in the first place. So for me, I had spent about two decades in the media and the comms line. Very fruitful decades. And I came to a point where I wanted to try something new that involved some social good. So a friend of mine mentioned counselling and I thought maybe I could do something there because there are portable skills. I mean, between comms, it's about stories. Counselling is also about stories of the individual. So I looked at it some more and then finally I landed at SUSS. And SUSS, the interesting thing about it is that it's actually the only university that had this bridging programme for people like me with no experience in the field. And I spent a semester with a class, all like me, and we did three modules just to learn the basics of counselling. And then from there, we entered the master's programme proper. Yeah. Wow, you have two decades of experience <laughs> in <laughs> <Okay>. communications. <laughs> Shows how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Anand? I actually started my career as a uniform officer. It was an interesting job, caught criminals and things like that. But I didn't really feel a sense of purpose. I want to know what happened to these people after I catch them. So I left the job. I went into work in Boysome for a couple of years. While working in Boysome, I handled a lot of the youth offenders. From there, I had the curiosity to go check out what really happens to people who go to prison. So that's when I'm currently working in prison now. And I've been working in prison for about six years in the community corrections. I work with clients who are released. What got me really interested in this master program in SUSS specifically is because I was actually on the lookout for master's program for a while. Nothing really intrigued me. But SUSS was the first one that I recall that had a master in counselling that specialises in couple and family therapy. That was something very unique to me. And I always believed in a very systemic approach on understanding what's happening behind the individual client, what's happening to the family members, how they're interacting. Because ultimately, in the prison work, we do reintegrate them back to society, back to their family. Thank you. I really appreciate that you come from very different backgrounds 
and have chosen to come into counseling, it's interesting to also know that you have been able to find a program relevant. My own sensing is that every module has something that contributes to my own learning curve. The two things that stood out for me personally was something we call emotion-focused therapy. So it's very focused on your emotions and things like that. Another thing that's interesting to me was something we call person of the therapist. So in short, POTT. So for this POTT module, it's a module where we talk about the therapist themselves. We try to understand what's happening within the therapist. What's happening to me, all my pain, all my challenges that I went through. Why was this interesting to me, and I find it very practical, is the fact that people have this concept that a counsellor has a very professional front, meaning, here I am, I am your counsellor. It's a very, what I call, very robotic way of doing stuff. It's a good foundation, but after that, when you connect with clients, clients also need genuinity from you. They need to know that you're very honest, and they want to see you as a person, as a human being, somebody who has your own pain, somebody they can relate to. This POTT module was very useful for that, I understood myself so much better. And in return, I could do it with my clients to connect with what we call connecting with their emotions, connecting with their pain. And that actually helped me a lot in my offender population. Because many of the time, offender population tend to feel very stigmatized. Nobody understands them. So POTT is very useful. The other element of POTT that was useful is how I utilize it as what I call intervention. Meaning, how do I talk to my clients, get them to use it as their own strengths? The way we use POTT, it helped my clients to see themselves very differently. They started using it differently. So instead of calling themselves offenders, they started to see themselves as warriors. They even started to see themselves as, I'm a survivor actually. And that helped them to move completely away from the whole offending cycle. Wow, sounds really powerful, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the person of the therapist is something that you have found useful for yourself and even for your clients. What about you, Karen? I mean, I must agree that person of the therapist was really impactful for us. One highlight for me was the research project that I was fortunate to undertake. I mean, I really learned so much, even though I was totally maxed out, just day and night working or studying. Why did I learn so much? My research project actually involved three seasoned counsellors who have more than 20 years of experience each. And I had this wonderful supervisor who guided me along. I did a thematic analysis of the conversations with all the three counsellors and I found striking commonalities in how they practice. Because all three of them were using different types of approaches, therapies, yet they had these common things among them. One of it was uh, therapist presence or therapeutic presence, the presence of the therapist with the client. And all of them emphasized the importance of it and then tried to manifest it in different ways. And then the other thing that struck me was these three therapists were all using different modalities, but yet they were all intervening based on what was happening in the moment with the client. We call it here and now, and they were all doing it. And the other thing about this whole research project was because I'm a freshie when it comes to counseling. It was just such a rare opportunity for me to speak with three very seasoned counsellors and pick their brains. And the things that they have shared has actually stuck with me a lot. Therapist presence is one of them. The importance of self-work, one of them just really stressed it so much. And then another one shared very vulnerably about a completed suicide of a client and how she actually journeyed through that. And she's still giving counselling today. Yeah, it's just fantastic. 
Wow. It seems like what you are saying is not unconnected to what Anand was saying earlier. So you talk about the presence of the therapist and here you have talked about the person of the therapist as well. So I'm seeing how you are emphasizing the development of the therapists mm. at work and how they can put that to use with the clients they have. That sounds really amazing for me. So I'm just wondering, Karen, what was your experience studying? Was it very demanding? Extremely. Extremely. <laughs> Would you like to say more and we can get on to talk about your experience of going through this program? Well, part of it is because I hadn't studied at the tertiary level for 20 over years. Mm-hmm. And then so just bridging in that, getting used to it. And then learning about citations, APA, the citation format. I was working for media team, leading them and all that in the first year of studies. And after one year, I realized I couldn't cope. I couldn't give my all to the work and to the studies. So I had to choose. So finally, what I did was that in 2020, I switched. And I was also starting my practicum. So that took time. And I switched to a social service agency where I did comms with them and also uh, did my practicum there. Wow. You married the two. Yeah, thankfully, you know, my boss agreed and just took me in. And I had a great experience there. I was solo work. So I had more time from work. Even then, I was studying nonstop. So I was just going at it. I remember it's like work, Mondays to Fridays, go home, eat, start again. And I would be studying till I fall asleep in front of the computer and go to bed. And then just go the next day. Weekends, I was just studying throughout. Was it worth it for you? Totally. Totally. Yeah. You want to say more about that? I think it's because I find on two levels. One is that personally it was very fulfilling. I find it wonderful that I can use what I've learned to try to help people, be it whatever the goals that they want, to help them move along in their life. The other thing was I enjoyed what I studied. It did challenge me intellectually. On top of that, it was personally transformative in the sense that it used to be when I am in interpersonal encounters, and especially if there's tension, there'll be sometimes something like a brain fog. Something is wrong, but I don't really know what's wrong. I used to cope by just read and numb out or uh, watch a movie, have ice cream, I don't know, work. But uh, now there's a lot more awareness of what's happening within myself and also what could be happening with the other parties. And just this insight has helped me a lot in my own personal life and growth. And not just yourself, but also what is happening right in front of you. Yeah. So what about you, Anand? How has it been for you? I think something deeper personally for me was the emotional challenges. So just to share a bit more, during that time when I was doing my master's program was when personally we were, me and my wife was trying to get a kid, but we went through miscarriages as well. At the same time, I was also handling clients who had their own crisis. So I would have calls in the middle of the night. I would have clients telling me they want to hurt someone. And yeah, at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, tomorrow I have an assignment due. <laughs> So there's a lot of things happening. You want to set aside time to do your studies. You're also working. And you know your clients come first, your family comes first. So it wasn't easy at all. A lot of these modules work up a lot of internal issues. So even when I were to write my own assignments and thesis, a lot of it came from my own experiences. I came to a point where I wanted to go through the modules such that every semester to do the three modules. But in there, I came to a point where I decided to take it slow because I couldn't do it. And that was challenging for me Strangely speaking, it's related to the person of the therapist because I am somebody who will not take anything less than excellence. So anything, I must give it my best. Anything I fall short, I feel very insecure about it. And when I had to do that conversion where I said, okay, I'll just take two modules, it was a tough choice. 
this was the same thing that I realized my own clients go through. Because my own clients also have the same type of struggles where anything they do less, they feel very insecure about themselves. And this is something I couldn't really 100% understand until I went through this module. One example, if I could just give, is this. I had a client, he's a violent offender. So he tends to get involved in gang-related, a lot of violence involved. Every time he's not happy, he will, in a colloquial term, I'll go whack that guy up. That's what he was telling me. And he will say that I'm whacking that guy up because he deserves it. So it's always about the other person. And I tried my best to understand him, empathize and things like that. I realized something that just clicked. I'm actually the same as him. For me, I need to make sure I reach certain mark. If not, I feel very useless. And that's exactly how he had been feeling. And when I had that realization against person of the therapist again, I was like, ah, so this is happening to me. This is what they call the universal pain. This is what most of us are struggling through. I could relate much better. To a point where I actually sat him down and told him, let's put all these papers aside. Tell me, are you really feeling useless now? That changed the whole therapy. He actually broke down in tears, which I'd never seen him before. And there's a big change in him. Doing the Master of Counseling teaches us how to be a therapist and to learn a lot more about ourselves. So I think we are almost wrapping up. But, you know, just one more point I feel that the focus of our discussion today seems to be on the development of the therapist. And this is really one of the most important aims of the Master of Counseling program. It reminds me of a unique feature that we have, and that is requiring all our students to go for three sessions of therapy. And personally, being trained as a family therapist myself, we have to go through that for one whole year in a group form. And we quarrel, we fight, etc. It was horrible process that I have to go through with people that I don't even know. What was your experience having to go through that three sessions of so-called compulsory therapy in SUSS? Again, it was tough. I've never really personally went through counselling myself until that was the first time. I realised how difficult it was when I was seated here and the counsellor was opposite me asking, so tell me what would you like to talk about today? I was like, nothing. I think honestly what I really felt was I didn't want to talk about anything. I'm just here because I have to do this. And it took a while for the therapist also to get me to open up. So it's very awkward because I kind of know why is he asking certain questions because as a counsellor myself. But at the same time, like, do I want to give you the answer? Do I be politically correct about my statement? Or do I really invest in this whole process? It took me up to... Okay, although it's just three sessions, but actually I went further. So I had more sessions. It took me up to six sessions to finally open up. And I realised again, I know I'm going to link back to my clients again, but I realised that's how difficult it was for them. Although my intention as a counsellor is, I want to do good, I want to help you. But when you are the receiving end, like how I felt, I was like, it's not easy. It's really not easy opening up to a stranger. It's not even easy to open up to your family members, somebody you know for years. How about to a stranger? That gave me so much respect to the courage that my clients actually have. And it gave me another perspective about counselling. It's actually a daunting process for a client. And most people don't really see this actually. Right, thank you, Anna. And you, Karen? My journey for that was quite interesting because I actually went quite enthusiastically. <laughs> I've benefited a lot from it. That self-awareness helps me when I meet clients to be able to sometimes resonate with their pain and also to some extent not let my own issues interfere with what's going on with the client or at least catch it and try to make repairs or anything later. I volunteer with a crisis hotline now. I thought it was meaningful. And so... 
Even with that, I sometimes apply it. Because in the hotline, it's a crisis hotline. People call in, they can be really angry. And on the spot, I have to be able to catch my anger that's rising with this person's anger and why. And then try to manage. And I learned along the way, you know, I made mistakes. And I learned to manage such that it's almost like I compartmentalize my anger, but I know it was there. And then find a way to still reach the person. Beneath the anger is always pain. In the crisis hotline, the experience that I got, the exposure was also in terms of how helping people if they want to. We have people who call and they want to kill themselves. And having gone through my own pain, worked through it, it helped me to resonate with their pain. And also know how to decompress after that. Because you're hearing about so much things, so anxiety, depression, I want to kill myself, relationship problems. yeah. And so it has been really good. And I personally feel that personal therapy for the therapist is really important. Well, it seems like both of you have undergone a lot of using your words earlier, transformation, going through a course like this on both a personal as well as a professional level, which I think that's what counselling is about, because the most important tool in counselling is the therapist. Thank you, Karen Anand, for sharing about your experience of undergoing therapy in SUSS. I think the focus of our discussion today seems to be developing therapists so as to be able to meet the challenges of seeing our clients. And I would like to quote what Karen was saying, that we are here to help our clients to meet their needs and meet their goals. Sometimes we may meet therapists that don't seem to have a good fit with us. And that's also the time that we have to know as therapists that we may not be of best use to them and for clients to look for other counsellors. I'm very glad that we have this discussion today and help us understand that the Master of Counselling program seems to have been useful for you on both a personal and professional level. And I think moving forward, let's grow together. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to From School to Work an SUSS series of podcasts. To find more episodes, visit suss.edu.sg slash podcast.